You're listening to Modded. And on today's episode, we have Chris Montano. And for you, it seems like it's been something of a roller coaster ride within the last couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, because I remember seeing um, your car back in the day when I still had my car in Houston and yours was in the body shop. Yeah. And in the span of what seemed like only a couple of weeks, it went from being in pieces in a body shop to being featured now in Super Street to getting all the way to SEMA, right? Correct. So it's it's amazing how all these things have come together, but it, it definitely wasn't just like it happened overnight for you. Um, give us some background on how you started to get into cars. Was the NSX your first project, or did you have other things before that? Man, I've, I've really been into cars for the longest time. Um, in high school, there was a couple of us that, you know, cars were life. Just anything and everything. We worked to fix up our cars. I mean, this was back in 96, 97. And uh, my first car was a 1991 Acura uh, Integra DA. And I mean, we, back in the days, everything was all about magazines. We didn't have internet. We didn't have, you know, let's get on the computer and look things up. It was waiting for the next, you know, magazine to come out, next uh, Import Tuner, Super Street, a uh, whole bunch of magazines, and just waiting at Barnes and Nobles for that, that, ep- that new, not episode, but magazine to come out so that we can see what somebody else is doing. And uh, just the love for the car was there. I mean, there was older people that were going be- over beyond of fixing up to us scrounging up money so we can buy like coilovers or cut our springs, you know? It was, we've always been, I, I've always been into cars that way. And uh, it was just a passion, man. Just get it, get the car lower. It was always just, let's drop the car and get some rims. Were you born and raised in Houston? No, I was born in California, uh, Daly City. Uh, parents split up, uh, and I came to Houston uh, when I was six months old. So I was practically raised, but I went back and forth. And my wife teases me all the time that I have the Cali mentality. I don't know if I was born with that, but that's the way I live. Laid back, just go with the flow kind of thing. Do you think that you had more influence from the culture that's here in Houston, or do you think maybe more the culture that's in the Bay Area? Because it's very distinct, and I know NorCal, having spent some time there, you see a lot of uh, VIP influence over there, heavy. And also Hondas, especially, I mean, even now, you see WeekFest that has a lot of the best Hondas in all of America going to that show. I went back to to San Francisco a lot, and um, there was a passion. There, it was always, you know, everybody knew California cars were the cars to, to go look at. You know, if if there was anything to look up to was the people in California, like the cars in general. I remember, you know, coming for vacations and just looking up, like asking my cousins, like, hey, is there any car shows? And I remember going to one car show I forgot the name of it, but I met uh, import uh, model Shasha Singleton and just a whole bunch of these Hondas, and I'm just like, 
why what takes so long for the Honda scene to get over to to Houston it's always been you know let's start off in Cali California always had the newest and best thing or the newest trend going on and people would it, it just trickle over and take time and take time to come over to to Houston and I mean I can see there's some influence I mean every time you open the magazine it was always cars from California I don't think Texas ever got a recognition of oh you know we have some of the badass cars but Houston has some pretty nice builds and we we've, lately we've been having some crazy builds come out and I just don't understand why Houston just car shows are backing out or we we're just having a hard time moving forward with the car scene here in Houston it always seems to hit a bump in the road and die and you know it takes something to just pick it back up and and bring interest back and I think right now Houston's going through that like just a small bump in the road where nobody's interested right now in, in cars. We can get a little bit more into that later on, but I want to go and, and look at, was there something, was there a car in California or a car in Texas that influenced you when you were starting, when you were growing up in the Honda scene? Something that you wanted to, to be like or someone that you thought was doing everything right? Uh, not one person. I mean, magazines. I've always looked at you know not just cars but life in general like you take it to the fullest like uh, I mean at first when I started with the Acura the DA it was just plain simple but let's try to get all the parts you know basic bolt-ons you know it wasn't just a show car it was more I wanted to try to do everything from engine work to you know body kit to wheels drop everything so I can't really put it on somebody or someone, but you know, like I said, just, I keep going back to those magazines where you saw everything, and I mean, you just waited for the the next magazine to come out to see what somebody's done, and uh, that Acura was was pretty sweet, man. Just it brings back it brings back memories because just you did everything to it and in instant you can just ruin it I mean I ruined it um, by at that time it was all about conversions people were taking different parts from different cars and converting it to fit their car it was it was that in thing and uh, I mean I had a clean Integra and I took it and I tried to put uh, Corvette taillights on it and I get laughed at till this day about it like you did what I, was like, I tried to put Corvette taillights and everybody laughs at me, and that's what ruined the car for me. And I ended up having to take everything apart and junk it. And I mean, nobody wanted it. And, I mean, I understood why, but it was just me being, you know, going to the extreme. Like I didn't know how to to say, okay, it's clean, it's done. Let's let's move on from this. It was the next, you know, let's see if we can take it to the next level. And I was always willing to take that risk. And I think that's what not stood me out but that that's what my passion is like what that what what's what the car scene is at that at that point and let's take it to the next level you know either you're going to make it or you're going to break it that's how i see it so where did it go from that integra uh, after the integra i picked up a 1991 honda crx 
Um, and that was more, you know, that at that point, it was all about racing, you know. Um, people were putting, you know, Integra motors, um, pulling it out, putting GSR motors. And uh, at that time, everybody just started this whole Frankenstein, you know, let's put, you know, a B20 bottom end with a VTEC head and, you know, and build it from there. So I, I was into that, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I, I had the CRX and it was, it was a full blown just race car. We wanted it, I wanted to race. I wanted it to be all motor. I, uh, I started hanging out with uh, PYR Racing and they were from California and uh, they had just moved to Houston. So I ran with them for a while and uh, yeah, I spent a lot of money. Three motors, you know, building it and blowing it, street racing, and just spending all your money on that. I mean, eventually, life life came into effect, and it was one of those you had. I had to step away, you know, after after blowing so much money on just cars and stuff and relationships not going right. I just I had to step away and focus on my career, or you know what I wanted to do. And, and at that point, I was I was just starting what I'm doing now, you know, paintless net removal. So I had to step away and focus on that and give my attention to bettering my craft and learning the trade correctly and get me to where I am now. When do you think that transition happened to you? Was, th was there a moment exactly where you were like, I think this is the time where I have to call it? And then where in that period did the NSX come into play? I had to call it when I was getting a motor built by Peter. And for some reason or another, things went downhill and I ended up not getting a motor, but I spent all this money on motor parts. And I was a little bitter, um, but you live and you learn, you know? People took my money. I mean, you can't do anything about it. They they went out of business. I understood, but did it did did it have an effect on me? I, I think so. I, I I just stepped away. It's like, you know, I paid for all this stuff. Did I really get that stuff done to my car? Yeah. Why was my motor blowing so many times? You know, but it is what it is. Move forward. Um, shop shut down. Uh, I started a career and. I think that's what pushed me to better myself and say, "Hey, it, cars can wait. Let's let's focus on you." And and uh, I had just gotten out of a relationship, and I probably know why it ended because my life was about cars. You know, I taking a look outside in now. I, I I didn't care about relationship. It was more cars, and uh, I stepped away. I mean, it was probably the best thing. You know. I mean, even though I was still into cars because I had to work on them, it wasn't, you know, about, oh, let's scrape up this money so I can build this car. It was more, you know, hey, you're doing this to make money, to put food on the table for yourself, you know, and it's it's done me well, you know. Uh, as far as it getting to me to my NSX, uh, I give credit to my brother-in-law, Patrick Campbell. Uh, Lucky FRS. Uh, there were nights when, 
you know, he started getting into cars, and I was just like, oh, this guy, he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. Like, and, you know, he's like, hey, man, can you help me? You know, it started, I remember, it started with his Jetta. Hey, can you help me install these HID bulbs on my Jetta? Like, yeah, we can, we work it out. And we did that. And then, you know, he moved on from his Jetta, and, uh, he got into a BMW, but I didn't really mess with BMWs. I hate European cars. Um, but then he got this FRS. I mean, I remember he worked hard for it. He was telling me, you know, how he's gonna he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. I was like, that's cool. And I mean, it, it started there. You know, hey, can you help me with this? Late night wrenches in the house. You know, and I'm just like, you know, me. I'm still focused on my career. Let me do things. I just got a house, so house equals open garage space. So Pat came over and we were just wrenching, working on it, giving advice like, hey, you should do this, you know, simple bolt-ons, little things, little knickknacks, you know. And it just, the fire, I think the, the fire started right there. That's when I was just like, I want to get back into cars. And I told my wife, I was like, I want to get back into cars. She's like, well, what do you want? And I was just like, what I've always wanted. And she's just like, what's that? I was like, in high school. So backtrack a little bit. I was working on my career. And I started making some decent money. And I had an option. Buy an NSX, but live with my mom. Or buy a condo. And live on your own. Grow up. Uh, I decided to buy the condo, even though the NSX was just knocking on my door. I really wanted that NSX, but I was being responsible. I said, let me get my own place and we'll move on from there. Uh, I ended up getting the condo and lived in my condo a couple years. I ended up with my wife and uh, we got married, moved on my career. Next thing you know, uh, we bought a house together. And then at that point, I was like, I want to sell the condo. And she was just like, well, I thought you liked that condo because it was your investment property. I was like, eh, I'm getting sick of it. So I ended up selling the condo, making good money off of it. And lo and behold, she was like, why don't you get your car? And I was just like, are you serious? She's like, you got the house? I was just like, I mean, if you think it's feasible, why don't you go get your car? And I was like, well, why don't I just, and my wife is, is the same way I am. She's just like, go big or go home. There's no settling for something that you don't want. Let's just get what you want. And so I started looking for that NSX. Um, was it easy? No. I mean, I remember I was super excited. I, uh, I was looking all over the forums, Craigslist, NSX Prime, just looking, just looking anywhere and everywhere I can find NSX. And I thought I found one in LA, Riverside. And it was calling my name. I told my wife, I was like, I'm booking a flight. I'm going to go look at it. And uh, if it's the right one, I'm putting money down and I'm going to park it at her cousin's house because she lived in Riverside. And I'll worry about how I'm going to get it back. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're you're taking this way too far. Like, let's slow it down. You can't do this all in one night. 
So I took her advice. She's like, I need you to check off the list these things. And I, I started, and she's just like, how are you going to get the car here? I was like, I'll call my friend, Trung. He owns a transport. He runs a transport company. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, well, do you have the loan in place? I was just like, I, I already applied for a loan. Don't worry. And it just went down the list. And so I called my buddy, Trung. And I was like, hey, how much to transport a car? He's just like, uh, enclosed or closed? And I was like, enclosed. And then he was like, okay. He's like, what kind of car are you looking for? And I was like, I, I found an NSX I want. And he said, well, do you know Matt? And I'm just like, Matt? I was like, no. He's like, he's an acquaintance. When we were in, 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 into S2000s, because I hung out with a whole bunch of S2000 guys, he was like, he had an S2000. And I vaguely remembered him. He goes, you know, he has an NSX. And he told me last week that he might be selling it. And I'm just like, oh, well, give me his information. And lo and behold, the NSX that I owned was 10 minutes from where I lived. Nobody knew about it. I mean, I wasn't, you know, the craziest about the color. It was Silverstone. That was probably third or fourth on my list. Um, but it was supercharged from the factory, from the dealership. He had the dealership install the, the CompTech supercharger. And I, I've always, you know, I wanted a boost, but I was like, hey, look, it's CompTech. It's the most reliable part of the NSX that you can supercharge. So I was like, that's what intrigued me. And then, I mean, did I think I was going to go to the extreme of this, of wide-bodying it and uh, doing this. No, I, I always told my wife, all I want is suspension work, um, nice drop, some wheels, and, and maybe a lip kit, if that. But I was, I was totally fine the way it was. And she was just like, it's how it starts. And I was like, no, 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 I learned my lesson, I promise. I learned my lesson. I was just like, I'm not going to go blow the bank and, and, and cars aren't going to be like this. It's like, you know, I'm going to go out with Pat. We're going to cruise, go to coffee and rice, you know, just cruise. It's a cruising mobile. That's it. She's like, okay. But yeah, that, that didn't happen. So where did it start with the first modification? Once you got the NSX, what was the first thing? Um, so it was, it was, it was slightly modified. It had a uh, 10 coilovers wheels and uh, a big brake kit already on it. The guy liked to track it, Matt. He, he tracked it. He, he did what the NSX is known for, for nice track days. And, and so I knew it was a reliable car. Um, what was my first thing? Uh, my first thing. I got... Uh, a new set of wheels, um, CE28s, Volk CE28s, and uh, that that I was I was completely happy with that. And then uh, next was the Route KS lip kit, and uh, <coughs> I painted that, and I painted the front bumper. And Silverstone is such a hard color to match that it annoyed me to that point where I was like, you can tell the front bumper didn't match the the fenders and the hood. And you can see it in pictures. Like 
whenever I saw pictures of the, the car on the internet, I was like, man, that thing annoys me so much. Like, just the bumper being way off. So, <clears throat> I think that kind of got me going, like, man, if I'm gonna do something, I need to change everything, and that involves a complete paint job, you know? Because I, I took it to some body shops, and they're like, you're gonna have to paint the whole front end. I was like, well, if I paint the whole front end, I might as well do the rest of the car. If I do the whole rest of the car, you might as well get something you want. And I mean, did a couple of car shows with it, um, particularly that year, uh, 2018. Is it 18? Yeah. 2018, uh, I did Stance Nation. And, uh, or is it 2017? 2017 or 18. I did Stance Nation and Week Fest. And both those years, I won first place. And I just, I just knew the NSX community. The NSXs were coming up, like whether it's you know Mugen from from Chia, so called, um, decked out beautiful NSX to Mike Fan in Dallas, he was coming up. I mean, and then you guys Oswald um, mm -hmm. boosting his. It's like I knew the NSX game was about to change. People were coming out with some some crazy builds, some badass builds, and. Did I need to do it? I thought to stay relevant. Yes, it, it's you have to go big or go home. So I started inquiring about the Route KS wide body kit. And a couple of people said, oh yeah, I can get you that. I can get you that, you know. And I don't know, I, I just, I don't know how, but I ended up getting it. I mean, after a long wait. So after Week Fest, um, that was in October. I took the car home and me and Pat started ripping it apart. I remember neighbors coming over and they're like, are you chopping up a car? Because I'm literally taking fenders off, quarter panels off, and, and me and Pat were just going at it, bumpers, everything was taken apart in, in my garage. And <clears throat> I remember that was, the, and then I drove it like that to Phil Am. And I was like, I'm going to get the wide body kit. And I already did the the blunt of the work. I was like, what can be so hard, you know? You get the kit in, you bolt it on, we spray it, and we're done. Did that, yeah, no, that that's not how it works. Um, <clears throat> like you said, you saw my car at Philam. You know, you got work done by them. And uh, my car was there. I mean, from waiting on the body kit to arrive, you know, got held up in customs, or first I bought it, and the guy <coughs> had it and was like, I need to wait for my container to fill up before I can ship it, because then it's not worth it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, not in a rush, you know. I'm Cali mentality, laid back, no rush. You do it on your time, you take it easy. And it took a while, like, I don't know exactly how long, but from him having to get his container full to it being shipped, to getting here, waiting at customs. Once it reached California, we had to wait till it got FedExed over here. I mean, it just took a while. I, I can't exactly say how long, but it, it was, it had me thinking, man, this is a long process. Do I really wanna keep keep going with this? Like, I can just slap the, the panels back on and be done, like just done, and just go back to driving the car.
car sat at Philam, waited for the parts. The parts came. Little did I know, I thought, you know, bolt-on kit. Just bolt on the fenders, the bumper. We started test fitting everything, and I mean, you got to think about it. It's a probably 10, 15-year-old mold, and nothing was lining up. Or if one thing lined up and we moved something, the whole sh the whole kit shifted, and it's like nothing was meeting up. Body lines were crisscrossing or not even lining up, and we were like, I was like, oh man, this this is gonna be a headache. And I mean, I remember seeing the gaps. Oh, were there gaps? Like I said, body lines weren't even were like half an inch off. It was. It was heartbreaking at the same time. I was just like, you know, you know, I asked JP, and I was just like, are we gonna be able to do it? And he's just like, oh, we'll be able to do it. It's just, we're gonna be taking this kit on and off, measuring on and off, on and off. We probably put that kit on the car and took it off about a hundred times to get that body, that body line right, just right. I mean, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, it, they're friends. I know they had to run their business. I didn't expect them to completely stop the shop to work on my car. So it was, you know, it was a busy time of year. Insurance jobs were coming in. I said, that's fine. I was like, you know, I completely understood, you know. So it took a while, but once we got to the finishing line of the body work, I was like, oh, yes. And I still didn't know what color I wanted. I mean, we went, we broke it down from... I wanted to do Nardo Gray to uh, Millennium Jade. Those are my two choices to, uh, it was just a whole list or two or three car, two or three colors that I was just like, this could be it. And I broke it down to Nardo Gray or Millennium Jade. Those were the last two. And I was just like, it's gonna be one of these. And uh, He's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy these little car shell things and we're going to spray it and we're going to do a spray out. And I was like, okay. And then I was surfing the internet and I ran into, um, I forgot what car it was, but my buddy was just like, you know, liking all these pictures of this car and I'm just like, that's a nice color. And it's Honda. So I, I, uh, did research and I found out it was the uh, green tea metallic paint off a of CRV. And you know, the looks everybody gives me was probably the same look I was giving, you know, my buddy. And I was just like, nah. I was just like, that can't be the same color. And lo and behold, it was the same color. So I had JP spray it out for me. And I was just like, spray it out. I was like, and we'll choose between the three. And <clears throat> I started going away from the Nardo Gray because a lot of cars have already done it. Like not only just, I saw another NSX on the internet that had it. Um, BMWs have it. Audi has it. It's just it was a popular color. So I was like, I want to be different. I was just like, I want, I want it to be, you know, different. And so we broke it down to Millennium Jade or Green Tea Metallic, and he sprayed both of them out. And I mean, the minute he sprayed the the green tea metallic, the jade green just, I was like, no. I was like, we're doing green tea metallic. And I didn't know at the time, 
But he kept asking me, are you sure? There's no going back once we do this one. I was just like, yes. And he's like, are you sure? And after the car was painted, he told me later on, he's like, I didn't think this was the right color. He, he laughed and he was just like, JP was like, I definitely was trying to sway you away from it because I was just like, are you sure? And I kept saying yes. But I mean, things just work out that way. I, I was, I'm pretty content and excited that I chose that color and it, it came out the way it did. I didn't even expect it for it to come out the way it did. It just, it has that pop. It, it, it shows the body lines, it shows the roundness, it shows everything and, and it's in the way they laid the paint and did the work. I, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. And when I went to SEMA looking at the people that were taking a look at your car, a lot of people were loving the color and looking at the car as a whole and saying, like, man, this is this thing stands out. Out of all the cars there, for someone to take the time to really to do a walk around every car, it says something about the amount of time, the work, the quality that goes into it. So definitely shout out to JP and the crew over at Philam, but also just to you to have the patience and, and I guess just the, to make the call and say, this is the color that I'm going to stick with and move forward with it. Yeah, I mean... I had a lot of doubt, but at the end of the day, it's one of those you just, the minute I saw it on that spray out, I knew that's gonna be the color I want. Like that's, yeah. Just the way it was on that 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 demo, that uh, it's a little plastic shell of a car. I mean, just the way I saw it with the body lines and how it, the metallic just stuck out and it hugged those, those lines. I was like, yeah, I want that. That's so exactly. How did SEMA happen for you? So we were, the car was painted. It was basically in pieces, just sitting there. Um, I didn't just want to throw it together and be done and call it a day. I was just like, you know, I was looking on the internet, waiting for when's Weekfest coming, because I knew Weekfest usually is in Houston, October 1st or October. And, you know, so I waited. I was just like, let's get it ready, you know, Come September, let's start, you know, pushing it, making the big push, um, and try to get ready for October. Um, and slowly but surely, we just found out Week Festival wasn't coming. So I was like, there's no point in rushing it. Uh, maybe next year, maybe, you know, we'll get ready for next show. Um, I waited this long. What's another, you know, month or two? You know, I, this was already almost going on two years. It was, you know, a year and nine months. And I was like, what's another couple of months? Let's just wait. You know, if we wanna, I didn't think the car was gonna grab attention and, and come out the way it was. I saw it painted, but it was all in pieces. So I was looking at it saying, there's no rush. Let's just take our time and, and you know, make sure everything's put right back together. If we run into any hiccups, any mistakes, any things, we can always go back and fix it. Um, Patrick, of course, uh, sends me this Instagram post of a SEMA contest, and you know, I was like, oh yeah, and I, I showed it to JP, and I was like, what you think? You think we can get it together? And he's like, hell yeah, let's do it. He's just like, you know, the shop is slow. He's like, I'll spend, you know, if, if this is what we want, let's, you know, eye on the prize, let's do it. And uh, you know, I told my wife, I was just like, 
I'm gonna be spending some extra time at the shop, getting this together. It was some, you know, the kids, you know, we have two kids, so I was just like, you might have to, you know, do a little more, you know, parenting than I'm gonna be doing right now, but I need to get this car together because we're trying to do this. And she was on board, she, I mean, biggest support right there. She, she was just like, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do this right, like, you do your thing and I'll start getting ready, you know. Look, she researched how to, you know, she was getting into photography and she was just like, I want to take some pictures of it. You know, who do you know in Houston that will take pictures? And I was just like, eh, I'd just rather it be on down low. I'll have you and Pat just take pictures of it and, and you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, but Patrick told me about the, the contest, the Enyo's, uh Super Street Contest. So that's that's basically what got us going. And in a matter of three weeks, I want to say, we put the car back together. I put the interior. Um, NC Auto had uh, sent me all the carbon fiber pieces, and you know I I spent probably less than four days just putting everything together. He, I mean, he was awesome, Steve, or Steph. He uh, would answer all my questions on Instagram Messenger. If I had a question how to put this in, he was there to help. But I mean, I I honestly mean this when I say I didn't expect the car to turn out the way it did. I just was building the car in my mind, hoping that it would turn out, you know, with a wow factor. But did I expect it to you know, being SEMA, no, never. I was, I was excited the way it turned out, and I can honestly attest that. You know, I, I got a lot of help from a lot of people, but the envisionment in my mind, the outcome outweighed the vision. Like I, I didn't think it was going to turn out this great or this the way it did right now. Because you've done what for a lot of people is like a lifetime goal: is one, get your car at SEMA, and then two get it as a, a feature in a magazine, Super Street of all magazines especially. What do you think is in store for the feature of the car? Um, the future of the car? Um, I'd like to say I'm done with it, but I know it's never gonna be done. Um, I've been talking to Andy, uh, one of our friends Andy and Pat, and. Uh, I, I know it's never gonna be done. I mean, there could be some buttoning up that, you know, Andy showed me that I can do, you know, just little knickknacks, little small things here and there. Um, I've always thought about, you know, ripping the motor out and putting a J-swap and boosting the hell out of it and maybe one day do the whole uh, Super Street battle, the show out battle. Uh, that'd be a nice, you know, compliment to follow up the whole SEMA thing. Um, but. I don't know, I'm just enjoying the car right now. I mean, right now, we went to SEMA, uh, spent a week in Vegas, which I don't recommend to anybody because that's a long time, but I, I soaked it in. It was an awesome experience. SEMA was, uh, I went to SEMA 17 years ago, and it was nothing like it was now. I mean, I wanna say we probably had one hall or maybe two halls back then, but. SEMA is a monster. I mean, with all the walking, I 
get on Instagram and I still see some posts that I'm like, whoa, I didn't even see that car. But uh, SEMA is an experience um, that I definitely, if anybody has the opportunity to go, I would say go and just experience it, soak it in, uh, meet all the different vendors, uh, see all the limelight, everything. Just it's it's an awesome experience. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what else I can do with the NSX. But I say that now, but I'll find something I can probably do. So I guess to, to close it out, having the car get to the point where it's at, who do you want to say thanks to for helping you here along the way? Um, first and foremost, my wife. Uh, she she has an understanding, a, a very nice understanding of, you know, and, and she knows it's my hobby. Uh, but at the same time, you got to realize, you know, family, uh, cars aren't everything. But at the same time, you got to realize, you know, you, you, I don't know how to say it. Um, she's very understanding. She knows money. She knows cars cost money, parts cost money. Um, but her motto is always, if we can afford it and uh, we're not living paycheck to paycheck and struggling, uh, she'd go for it. And uh, she's been very understanding on that. Um, when she found out about the contest, she was, if not more, probably the same level of, we're going to, let's do this. If we're going to go in, we're going to go in 100%. Let's make a push. Uh, she helped me with the pictures, you know. She has an eye for pictures, you know. She wanted to get into photography. She's the one who took all the pictures. She helped me out, you know. Um, I'd like to also thank Pat, her brother. Uh, without him, I probably wouldn't have gotten back into cars. Um, he's He's been there. He knows the struggles I've been with, you know. Just back and forth on, man, is this going to be the right, you know, the right color or is this gonna all go together you know I have orange brakes well the green seats match like he's like you'll be fine this the you'll be fine is is worth the the outcome um, JP Richie the whole film crew they uh, they definitely helped me out I mean you know the whole process you know I I, I too was doubting myself from a lot of people laughing at me you know getting mad for me saying oh it's taking too long uh you're a paying customer to just questioning why are you with you know why are you running with them when you can take your car anywhere else um if you haven't noticed uh i like to help the little people out the smaller companies um i like to see them grow i i, I don't like going with the automatic oh the big names I tend to like to, you know, see the smaller companies if I can help uh, get their name out or, you know, just just seeing how small they were and saying, hey, you know, they were the ones who painted my car and see where they're at now. Um, they, Phil Am has really, you know, opened my eyes on, you know, I could have been angry, mad, like rushed them. And if I did, I don't think the car would have turned out the way it did. Um, there was frustrating moments, but at the end of the day, you know, as long as you trust the process and, and just be happy and him, you know, JP explained to me why he's doing what he's doing, 
why why you know they didn't cut and buff my car right away why it was a month-long process to cut and buff each individual panel you know it it opened my eyes you got to be patient with you know not only did my career teach me to be patient fixing these little dings and dents and hail jobs um, I think seeing the process my car went through has learned has given me plenty to step back and be thankful for and just trusting the process and and just let it be if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen though there's no point in rushing it you want it to turn out right there's no cutting corners let's you know let's take our time and do it right the first time there's no point in rushing this only to come back and having to re-sand it or repaint it or you know oh let's redo it because who knows if I rushed it I might have had to repaint something if I had to repaint something I'm back to square one with the mismatching bumper what am I gonna do repaint the whole car like no let's just do it right the first time so I, I, I have a lot of appreciation for them they uh, they helped me out a lot with that with that sense and then I mean you you know just you know we had our talks Ernest uh, at Philam you know you, you gave me some some you know a rub like hey th your car's never gonna get done sitting over I'm there for you. yeah so I mean it, it, you know all those comments I, I appreciate because it it just makes me appreciate the car that much more because it's like at the end of the day I was just like man you know I made it to SEMA like that's just ridiculous like you know I never thought it would happen and I'm very thankful for it for me I, I never like seeing people give up on something and it's one of the reasons why I said what I said I just I see it there and I know what it's gonna grow to be uh, for me I just wanted to see it done to see you happy with it especially and had we gotten the chance to be able to have our cars cruise together you know I've moved from Houston since then things work out differently but at least for you I'm very happy that you've gotten to be able to do what you have with the car for you and the family. I know how difficult it can be. It's a long, long road for you. It's definitely many, many years in the making. So thanks for sitting down with me and doing this interview. I'm, I'm glad that we had a chance to while I'm here in, in Houston. So I appreciate it, man. No, and he's hard, man. And hey, we might be able to get our cars together. Uh, I really want to take the car out to the West Coast. So I've been talking to a couple of the Endless, fan, or Endless Projects guys and I might do a West Coast trip and just store the cars with some of them and work my way down. Yeah, we'll make it happen, man. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks.